I think it's time to start the thing camcast. The thing about the thing? Edit that part out. The thing about the thing? And that part. It sounds like a, a title to one of like the episodes of Friends. I'm going to say edit that part out again. The thing about the thing. Yep, edit that part the out too. The thing about the thing. All you're doing is making more editing for yourself. Some more work for you. And I'm giving you wonderful memories on your birthday. So anyway, uh, let's do the thing about the thing. The thing about the thing. You said that's it. That's right. I know. I said it. I said, said it. it. But that's just more editing for you. <laughs> Roll the credits. You're a lazy editor. Uh, yeah, I really am. I actually have two bits here. Oh. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Not quite full sides, but... When we were talking about The Blob, you said you hadn't watched that thing in a long time, right? When I watched The Thing, I realized I've never actually watched it at all. Whoa. I thought I did. I definitely didn't. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I mean, because The Thing is so popular now and some of the clips have been around i knew one of the guys was uh was the thing okay, okay yeah. um that's it so i knew one of them was the thing obviously i i knew that uh, kurt russell's character wasn't the thing mm -hmm. until you get to the end where you're not quite sure who's the thing but uh yeah that was about it so yeah i had never watched it at all because remember how i said that i always got uh, starman confused with the thing yeah yeah remember that so the starman i watched all the way through the thing i haven't that's unfortunate it's very it's very unfortunate <laughs> it's really really really, really bad really important because starman is not good at all <laughs> at all no I still haven't seen it, but I know a lot of those Jeff Bridges movies weren't that great back then. It's not. It's not at all. It's no fault to him, except that, or maybe it's his fault in terms of not having a good enough agent so that he would stay away from movies like that. But, I mean, if he made money doing it, what, what can I say? Really? Did you know that on Rotten Tomatoes, Starman is like the third rated, third highest rated John Carpenter film? Even like retroactively? Yeah. Huh. Weird. That's a. Uh, it's got a higher score than this movie. That's a sad, sad state of affairs. Although, a couple of things, because I've done my homework as per usual. I have a lot. <sighs> so, Geek Pantsers, we're talking about the thing. This was released in 1982. It's a so, great year. It's also turning 38 this year. Yeah. Wow. This is so Granted, it's it was the summer, so it's a little bit older than me. Yes. But just a little bit. Yeah. The budget, $15 million. The box office, 19.6. It didn't do so hot. No. It's based on the book, Who Goes There, mm -hmm. and has been made into a movie four times. Okay? The Thing from Another World. Horror Express, 
Um, I, I want to see it just because why not, right? Yeah. The Thing and uh, 1982 and then The Thing 2011. Right. Directed by John Carpenter, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, starring completely male cast. Completely male. Not one female. Nope. Uh, McCready is Kurt Russell. Dr. Blair as... Uh, Played by a mustacheless Wilfer Brimley, and I've never seen this before in my entire life. When I saw his casting on I- IDMB, I went, uh, oh, okay, Wilfer Brimley. Oh, that's cool. Then when I seen him in the movie, I went, where the fuck's his mustache? Is that really Wilfer Brimley? It's the- that was weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, Nulls is T.K. Carter. Palmer is David Clennon. Childs is... Keith David, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the Geek Pants Camcasts, I know for a fact. Keith David. And then, of course, many, many more that I didn't really care to mention. I wrote them all down. I'm so into this. Okay, so after Childs, who's Keith David? Who do you got? We got Richard Dysart as Dr. Cooper. Charles mm-hmm. Hallahan as Vance Norris. Ooh. Richard Masser as Clark. Nice. Donald Moffat as Gary. Joel Polis right. as Fuchs. Nice. Thomas G. Watts as Windows. Cool, cool, cool. Peter Maloney as George Bennings. I should have included Windows, though, because I like the He's a good actor, too. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. And then there were some Norwegian people and some dogs, but we don't need yep. to talk about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what I love about this is the – this is just like – the, you know, the blob, the critical yeah. response was horrible. Yeah. This movie got shit on so hard. Proving again that so hard. <laughs> like most of the reviews were basically like the actors were really good in their roles and the special effects were great, but this was a pile of shit, which is a paraphrase, but that's a pretty, pretty close paraphrase. Yes. Now it's it's regarded as one of the best horror movies of all time. And it is like across the board, one of the best sci-fi movies, one of the best horror movies, one of the best sci-fi horror movies, one of the most uh, one of the more like better psychological movies, like horror movies as well. So, you know, yep. kudos for them now. But then uh, I didn't realize this. It was so critically savage that John Carpenter lost his job directing Firestarter. <laughs> he was all set and then they were like no nah, you, you can't you can't do this movie um he was actually called a pornographer of violence which to be fair is a really good nickname to have <laughs> that's pretty sweet <laughs> as far as nicknames go that's uh it's not too shabby, not no, too if, shabby. You're a, if you're a horror director it's good if you're anything else questionable i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> And I mean, like, as far as, like, critics savaging the movie, for me personally, there was only, like, a couple of instances where I'm like, ah, this doesn't really make much sense. But other than that, that was it. I was, like, I was gripped from the beginning of this movie all the way to the end. I was like, this is awesome. This was, like, it was scary. But it was also, like I said, psychological, because you're like, I I don't know who's who. Um. And then it's like body horror as well. Oh, and it's so good. gory. Oh, is it gory? Like, whew. 
I think they only spent like 1.5 million on special effects. That's money well spent. Money well spent. It's got that claustrophobic as- aspects of like Alien. Yep. Um, an incredibly cool design of the actual like the aliens themselves, like the things. Um, I mean, just wow, <laughs> wow. And yeah, yeah, the acting is crazy. The acting is so crazy. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's so good. Such a good cast. Great chemistry all between them. Like yeah. Oh man! Like you watch this and you feel like this is an actual crew that are isolated in the middle of nowhere together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like even when you had the one guy, uh, like just casually smoking weed, and no one says anything. Well, it's because they've been all hanging out in the same fucking place for the last like couple of months. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. So uh, we got we got I, I'm gonna throw out some uh, shout outs here. Okay. Makeup effects and creature designs are led by Rob Bowden. Who mm. did mm. Robocop, The Fog, The Howling, Total yeah. Recall? I know. A mastermind. Um, cinematography by Dean Cundy, who has done all of Carver's early films. Oh. Including, including Halloween. And he was even Spielberg cinematographer on Jurassic Park. So, oh. We got some lineage up in here. It's a good looking movie. It's a good looking movie. It was. It was actually really, really cool. Really cool. They did some really beautiful shots with snow <laughs> yeah like yeah you know what? i love horror movies in snowy like climates so do i like it adds like it's into that isolation stuff because it's like yeah. well where are you gonna go right i think about like 30 days of night just that aerial shot of everyone just getting slaughtered oh. vampires everything's red on white like oh oh there's so much cool perfect. stuff perfect but yeah like this movie perfects it absolutely you got that great friggin' score too by uh, I, I'm gonna screw up his first name Inio Maricone Maricone. That's fine. I'll I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Great. Uh, but I, that's actually one of my notes. Uh, one my first note is I love that bass beat. Boom boom. Yeah. Boom boom. Boom boom. Right at the beginning, and then it just kind of like keeps through, and then once it starts to get to that tense point, I was like, ooh, ooh. I know it's so simple yet so effective. You want to know what my second note is? I'll give you a like give you a chance to guess. Guess what my second note is. Uh, your second note is something about the dog. Nope. Wilford Brimley without a mustache. What? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Wilford Brimley. I did some more digging with this movie. I did some more uh, homework on it. Some thematic analysis. Ooh, I like it. Which I thought was kind of interesting to look at and see if I could kind of see some of the stuff. And you can actually definitely see it. Um, some of them not as much, but also like there's the central theme of paranoia and mistrust, obviously. Yep. So uh, they likened that to the Cold War because, of course, in the 80s, we're like right in the midst of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, OK, that makes perfect sense. Um, the fear of not being a man is there because, I mean, like they're all questioning themselves. Right. Right. This one uh, ties into that. I didn't see it as much, but uh, I kind of looked at it in the same vein as like Aliens, where they talked about uh, the fear of being gay. So there's like several assimilations in the movie that involve penetrations by tentacles and things like that. And Norris, in effect, birthed himself 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how that ties into being gay or like the fear of being gay. Uh, like the, the assimilations through tentacle penetration. I would have said like fear of being raped, I guess, which yeah. kind of like alien, you know? Yep. Because there was that thing. Then they touched upon how essentially the thing is a Lovecraftian cosmic horror since the thing itself is really indescribable, mm-hmm. right? Yep, absolutely. And can destroy all human life. And like there's no thought process to it other than just just wiping everything out. It doesn't you can, it's like the terminator. You can't reason with it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't even speak outside of a human body, right? Like I remember like right at the beginning where the one dude like he, they catch him right in the middle of assimilating and he's got like his weird like alien hand and he's running outside and he starts to like break down because yeah. he's so cold. And then she's like that weird look. Uh, and I was like, that is awesome. Like right away. I was like, Oh, I can't get over how cool that sounds. <laughs> it just sounded so alien. And I was like, that's perfect. Like that's so cool. And uh, as far as the design goes, like that whole like head teeth thing with the tentacles and stuff. I was like, this is just, Oh, like horrifying. All of them. Horrifying. Like every single one of the the thing um, looks, if you will, are horrifying. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I left a spot for thoughts on the ending, but I never got to it just because we'll discuss it here. Yeah. But yeah. Like I was just like the designs themselves. I it reminded me of like Alien in the sense that it's a truly alien design. Yeah. There isn't really too much that could be human out of this thing. Like, I also like the idea that uh, every part of the uh, the thing wants to survive. So even if you try to hit, like, damage its blood, it's going to, like, try to get out and try to fuck yeah. off and get as far away from you. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. That is really cool. And it was cool how he, like, how McCready came up with that thought process, which, of course, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But, like, there was just so much really cool, well-thought-out shit that when some of this, like a couple of instances came up where I'm like, that, that seems really dumb. I'm not sure what happened there or why it happened like that. It threw me for a loop. You know what I mean? Cause like right away they start off and they're, they got a guy in a helicopter trying to kill a dog. And you're like, yeah, starts off why immediately. Is he, why is he trying to kill the dog? And then of course, through happenstance, the, the Norwegian gets shot in the face. Cause he wings the one doctor yep. or the doctor's assistant. Sorry. And, uh, you know, and then they go and hunt down the Norwegian base to figure out what the hell's going on. But I thought like a really nice touch was, uh, what's his face? The, the dog handler. Oh, um, I got it here. His name was Gary Clark Clark. Okay. So Clark, when he sees his dog, he immediately senses there's something up with his dog. Yeah. But because of the chaos that's going on, he's just like, okay, well, you know, come with me type of thing. And the dog kind of sort of listens, you know, mm-hmm. um, the dog acting was really good. Oh yeah. I thought that was really cool how the dog was able to obviously, you know, act like a dog, which sounds silly, yeah. but also seem like distracted, like to act not like a dog normally would in most cases. Right. Yeah. 
like when it was walking around the the uh, barracks, I want to I want to call it, without being in the cage, and no one thought that was weird because it was a dog, except for Doctor Blair, who was just like, "Wait, what? <laughs> just let that dog run around loose, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, so little things like that, where like they immediately point to the dog and say something's up with the dog right then when you go to the norwegian's base and you see that fucking burned up fused, that scene oh that scene is so good it's so like haunting and suspenseful even though i've seen this movie probably like six seven times when i watched this again last month with james at the theater the or the drive-in oh like, when that scene came on i was still on the edge of my seat like it's just eerie and it's it's a uh, it's a testament to the direction and the cinematography because they don't just show you it right away. They show you bits and pieces, and then they kind of pan back so that you see that it's like they caught it like assimilating. Yeah. And then of course they bring it back to do tests on it. And I remember thinking, like my first thought was, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just like why make me so mad that i gotta knock my phone down why why wouldn't you just continue lighting it on fire because like they they have tons of gas cans empty gas cans all around they've shown that they tried to light this thing on fire why wouldn't you continue doing that right instead of bringing it back and having dr blair take a look at it yep although that scene too is gross when he's cutting it open and he's like He's like, well, this here, like, this is human. Like, you know, this is human parts and human this, human that. And the rest of this stuff, it's like trying to simulate, trying to be human. He's doing that computer program where it's showing, like, it assimilate and then become that. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, it's so cool. And then he goes fucking nuts. <laughs> and then he goes insane. Yeah. I'm not trusting anyone. He goes absolutely <laughs> batshit. And at first I remember, like, I was like, okay, like, like that's probably the most rational thought ever. Like, it seems crazy, but he's literally like making sure that there's no way that they can call anyone in for help. He's trying to isolate everything as much as possible. Killed all the dogs. Uh, killed all the dogs afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards. Afterwards. Um, oh God, that dog scene. Holy shit. Is that crazy? When it's just like oh, fucking transforming, and those, those dogs that were acting seemed so horrified. You know why? Because this was filmed in the eighties, and they were legit horrified. Yeah, that was one of my problems. Uh, the scene is incredible, but my heart immediately went to these dogs because I'm like, they're freaking out. They don't know what the fuck's going on. You can't exactly say to a dog like, okay, so what's going to happen is we're going to bring in one of you. It's not going to be real. And then from it is going to spring a horrible monster. And it's not real. Okay, so you guys are fine. And also we're going to squirt a hose of weird liquid at you. And uh, it's not going to hurt you. It's probably going to piss you off, but it's fine. It'll be fine. I felt so bad for the dogs. Like I literally was like, I can't. Like if this was filmed today, those dogs would be CGI. And I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Oh, that's great. God, yeah, they 100%. That's totally CGI. fine. The scene unfortunately is also incredible because of the the realism behind it yeah it's just like when that thing turns it's just oh 
But this leads to one part where I'm like, I don't know what happened. What, did I miss something? And I don't think I did. But when they're like, like when McCready's lighting up the, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Dog thing or whatever. There's a shot of it like climbing up into the roof. But nobody saw this. Nobody's seen this at all. So when the dog's dead, they act like everything's fine and there's nothing wrong. That really bugged me. I thought they went after it. They just kind of went about their, they were a little bit more vigilant, but they went about their day. Like, unless I missed something, which is entirely possible. <clears throat> Yeah, but like I, I just, I just couldn't. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like later, when uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the one dude. He's in the the sweater and the blue jacket. He's like a ginger. He's an older guy. He ends up being the thing, and uh, like it, like comes out of his chest, and his head starts to spring out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that clip's iconic. So I seen that clip. So I knew that he was, I knew that he was the thing. As soon as I seen him, I was like, yep, he's going to be, it's going to be the thing. Um, and they cut his head off and then his head started like tentacling and moving around like a spider. And I was like, like at first it looked like McCready was watching it. And then all of a sudden it looked like maybe he wasn't watching it because he was focused here. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just the way that they, they cut it and they shot it. And then eventually when he lights it on fire, I was like, okay, well, he did, he did see it. it. Yeah. Um, but unless I'm missing something, they missed it going into the roof. And that might be the thing that got to Dr. Blair. I have to, I'm going to have to rewatch that scene, though. Yeah, me too. Just because it bugged me. It bugged me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Norwegian camp. I love Clark's love for his dogs. Yeah, that's a good one. I felt for him too. Oh, I so fell for him. Only a couple were alive still after that, and then fucking Blair kills him. You motherfucker. The hatchet job too. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful dogs. I'm trying to figure out when exactly Blair got hit, though. Because yes, his actions are crazy. But his actions aren't, like, the thing isn't going around. At this point, the thing's not sabotaging anything. Right. Right? So he's looking at it like, well, the dogs are susceptible. Kill the dogs. Like, his thought process is kill everybody so that that thing dies and that we don't have to worry about it. Because this thing will take over the world. Like, yeah. it'll totally destroy the world in, like, what is it? Something twelve thousand days or something like that. Like it was, it was crazy. Like I remember quick, thinking, like really quick, really quick. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So I'm trying to figure out like when he turned, and it's possible that he turned. Like the thing that went through the roof is what it ultimately got to him, and then flipped him. Could be because he wasn't. I think. In that room. No, and I think I think that when they went back, like when they were looking for uh, who went missing. They were looking for one of the guys and they went to check on Dr. Blair to ask if he had seen him. Right. And Blair was like, guys, like I'm totally fine now. Like, I know I was crazy before. I'm totally cool. Oh, now. I think, 
I think he was, yes, Charles, that's right. Yeah. And I think, I think he was officially turned at that point. Keith David. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They were looking for Charles. That's right. Because uh, that was the other part too, where, so they went through that whole big thing where they thought it might've been McCready because uh, windows found a piece of ripped up McCready shirt. Right. Yep. And so they weren't sure. And then they did that whole awesome, like dragged out blood scene, which I'm like, this is such a nothing scene, but they, or not a nothing scene, but it's like, it could have been a boring scene but yeah. because of the music, because of the actors, because of the situation. They're heating up a piece of like uh, metal, just metal wire to touch the blood to see which everyone reacts. And he, and McCready came to that conclusion because of the head, when he had, saw the head moving and yeah. starting to become its own thing, he was like, the whole body of the thing is devoted for survival. So I feel like if I hit this blood, it's going to, you know. Yeah. And then you see that McCready's not, uh, Childs isn't, Windows isn't. And what I love too is that they're second guessing themselves so much that Windows is like, oh, I'm not... I'm not the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like there's size of relief going here. Like obviously McCready's like, I know I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did, I did like that. At least McCready had that. You could see he was hoping that Clark was a thing so that he could go like, well, you know, I killed him, but he was a thing. And yeah. you could see that disappointment when he was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> You know, and he's like, well, now you're a murderer. And he's like, yep. <laughs> there was no like, ah, you know, I, 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 it was just like, uh-huh, yep. And I'm going to have to live with that. Yep. Right? Um, and it was funny, like, when it came to the one dude, and he turned out to be the thing, I was like, huh, that's right. Because there are stretches where you don't see him at all. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, that's really cool that they did that. And then I remember thinking, considering everything that's going on, isn't it weird that they wouldn't all just make sure that they all stuck together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all stuck together, like pissed with the door open, like everyone's keeping an eye on everyone. So again, like after that scene, when they figure out that, uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, the pot smoker. He ends up being the thing, and then he kills the other dude that just gets beat up. Palmer. Palmer, yeah. Yeah. And that death scene was pretty brutal, too. Oh, yeah. Like, just see that head thing just, like, chomping away? I was like, oh, oh this is some <laughs> gross shit here. Some real gross shit. But especially after that scene, where now it's, like, Windows, uh, Childs, and uh, McCready. And there was one more guy. There was they a, left. They left Childs. Who else was left there? Nulls was left. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So they they leave Childs by himself, and the three of them go together. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? And at first, I thought, well, you know, what? Why? Like, why would uh, you know Childs take off and stuff like that? And of course. You know, they, they say at the end of the, the movie, he's like, well, I saw Blair running around, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, that end boss scene with Blair was crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. Nuts. oh, sorry. And that was the other part too. Windows sees Nalls getting killed by, or doesn't see him, but he sees him getting dragged away. Right. And instead of saying to McCready, Hey man, <laughs> I think we're down a guy. He just walks off into the distance. <laughs> he doesn't say like one word to McCready at all. Like, hey man, uh, I think something's up with Nalls. Let's go check it out. He just walks off. That was the other part where I was like, but this does not constitute, in my mind, a justifiable shitting on that this movie got. No, God, no. You know, like those were just little things that I, I mean, noticed. Where figure, it was just like, kind of like to us watching this, like. Him walking off, it looks weird. But if that was an actual person, the mental trauma that they're going through. And that's and that's the other right? part, too. Like, you, you never know. I always say, like, uh, you never know how you're going to react in those situations. Yeah. Like, some people will go, well, you know, if I was in that situation, I, I would do this and I would do this. And it's like, yeah, I can say the same thing right yeah. now. You say but it, I don't really know for a fact. You know, yeah. like, I might be shitting my pants and getting my head bitten off by this thing. Like, I really... And, and I like same, to think that's the same with any horror movie, right? Like, oh, don't look at the closet. Don't look for that sound. But if I fucking heard someone moving my closet right now, chances are I'm going to open to see what it was. You know, I'm going to grab a stick before I do it. <laughs> you know, or I might say loudly, I don't know. I think I'm going to look in the closet with this giant axe I have. But really, it's a stick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's about it. But yeah, so like it's one of those like it's it's fun to say I would do this, that, and the other thing. But the other part is you probably end up alien food, right, buddy? Not you I though. I guess it might be you though. I know. Stop, <laughs> buddy. Big friggin' nose coming in from the side. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, okay, buddy. Okay, go lay down. Go lay down. Yes, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. Okay, go lay down. Oh, I forgot to give you props on our special 100th episode. That was crazy cool. The extended intro was awesome. Thanks, buddy. You edited your ass off on that one. I did, yeah. And, and I figured, you know, it deserved it after I really just let the ball fall with the Ghostbusters episodes. But I was... You let well, the ball I, fall? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't add, like, a bunch of images and stuff throughout like I usually do. It's just... I. I couldn't do it. Hey, man. Wasn't feeling it. You got that thing out. I got it. It was pretty good. I got it out. There you go. There you go. We I got know, some like 100, 100 episodes. shitty De Niro and some shitty passion. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Okay, not okay, bad. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I got to say my favorite thing revealed in the movie, though, is like Norris's body opening up as a giant mouth and biting off Cooper's arms. Holy fuck. <laughs> it was like so cool. So cool. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Like every part of that body could have been mouth, like teeth, or it could have been tentacles. It was whatever the hell it thought it needed to do in that situation. But yeah, that was like, holy shit. Yeah. That was the craziest reveal. I have to agree. Into it and then- I have to agree. That was a crazy reveal. Like, oh God. Oh. Still so good, too. so good. That scene's coming around, I'm like here it comes, and boom! I'm like, yeah. Oh. oh, you know what's funny? My third note was the dogs. The dogs. Yep. I literally wrote, "I felt so bad for them." Yeah. 
Benning's thing. That's the one. That's the first one that we saw with the arm thing. That's when he does that weird haunting noise. That's what I wrote. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. There's not many cooler visuals out there than Keith David with a flamethrower. Actually, McCready or Kurt Russell with a flamethrower, and he's like in the height of his escape from New York look. So, yeah, he's got that. They both, but uh, that was the youngest I've ever seen Keith David, though. I think that's the earliest movie I've seen him in, too. I and and but like it's weird, like his voice sounds like he's he's always in that perpetual. Yeah, mid forties to early fifties stage, and then when you finally see, like when you see him that young, you're like, that motherfucker's aged really good, like really well, really well. Um, the ending is amazing. I love the ending. Oh, ending! Is I love so cool. that. Just McCready like kills Blair, Blair thing, and then you know, bombs everything and everything's up in flames and stuff like that. And it's basically like, that's it. He's got his bottle of booze at them and he's pretty much like, he's going to get hammered and just die in the cold. Child shows up and it's just like immediately, immediately there's both that tension now because either one of them is like, who's the thing? Anyone else would be happy to see someone else alive. But in that case, it was just like. In that situation, it's just like, I don't know, because I can imagine, like, yeah, we're seeing it from McCready's perspective, but if we saw it from Child's perspective, it'd be the same thing. It'd be like, oh, they did it. They blew up everything. Okay, all right. And then it's like, I wonder how we're going to get out of this, or how am I going to get out of this? And it's like, oh, it's McCready. Is it McCready? You know, and even that the monologue where he's just like, so, like, what are we going to do? And it's just like, just going to wait here till we die, essentially. Yep. So here, why don't you have a drink? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, it's a great way to end. Um, I like how they, there's like that uh, ambiguity to it. Uh, but it's funny how many like, like people have wrote about the ending and they have these different theories. Like even uh, the director of cinematography said that he purposely filmed it with a glint in people's eyes if they weren't the thing. So that later at the end of the movie uh, with Childs and McCready, you actually don't see a glint in Childs' eye, which is kind of in a, the thought process that he might be the thing. Mm-hmm. And also there's the theory that because he didn't have any breath outside that he might be the thing. Although that was debunked because it was the cinematographer just said it's the angles like we couldn't. Yeah. Well, the way we shot it, you know, it was just like whatever. Yeah, and I, I was like we could do this all day long, but ultimately does it matter? Yeah. Cause like the, I love, Oh, sorry. I forgot. One of the things I liked is how the original thought process for the thing was just to get out of there, get into somebody, get out of there. And then when it realized that it wasn't going to get out of there, then it was okay. So then let's destroy everything. And then I'll just go into the, I'll freeze again and then wait for someone else to find me. I was like, that's awesome. That's so cool that it was just like switch gears. All right, fine. Fuck it. I'll go back in the ice. I don't care. Although it was insane that Blair thing was making his own ship. (laughs) That was crazy. That was super crazy. I was like, whoa, is he going to fly this thing? Although having said that, how do the things fly 
spaceships. I don't know. I guess it depends <laughs> on the kind of form they're in when they're on the spaceship. Oh, but even still, well, I guess, I guess there's that, right? I mean, right? if you assimilate, I mean, you if if they go from planet to planet, taking over, then they could be like the last species they took over. That's true, and and also come to think of it too, like how quick was it for these uh, things to assimilate language? Yeah, human language, the context of human language, because human language is weird. It's really weird. Yeah, you could say the same thing in three different ways and it's meant in three different ways because of the context in which you used it how you said it how you used it you yep. know yep <laughs> like exactly read and read spelt the same way right i know if i read a book i'm literally reading a book yeah. but if i read a book it's cuz i read it last week yeah like oh, it's your present and past tense in the same fucking word but in a totally different context. What? Thanks, English. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I can see that being the argument. Um, I've always wanted a sequel to this, though. I really. But that's I, crazy. It's. I, I, yeah. I enjoy, so ultimately. Yeah, like I love the 2011 movie too because I really thought it was cool that they did it as a prequel leading up to this. Yeah, didn't it take place on the Norwegian base? Yeah. That's cool. So now I'm going to check that out because of that. So I thought that was really cool. So now I've always kind of wanted to see, like, what happened after this movie. So now my top five horror flicks has been rejiggered. Interesting. Yeah. The thing is is made my top five. Yeah. But. Yeah. It didn't bump the fly, right? No, fly is still the top. Well, you weren't sure last time because you said you. I know. You, you said I know. I wasn't it had a sure. Chance. It had a chance, and it did have a chance. Yeah. But the fly is a perfect horror movie. Like in terms of an actual movie, there's nothing that doesn't make any sense. There's no part where I go, I don't know. Right. This movie had just enough of those things. I mean, it was still great. It's second place, so that's huge. Wow, that's huge! Yes, that's yeah. very huge. So it has bumped Event Horizon. Yes. Interesting. That's nuts. That's nuts. What else was in your top five? Is Event Horizon New Nightmare correct? Yep. What was number four? Um, if you said the Blob was going to be in your top five, was that number four or, or was that five? That was number four. That's right. So it's now. What's been pushed out of the top five? Well, okay. So it would be Fly. Yep. The Thing. Yep. Vent Horizon. Yep. Blob. New Nightmare. And New Nightmare. New Nightmare. So what was in the top five before the Thing entered it? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Gonna have to check out our blob episode again. I am. I am gonna have to check out our blob episode. I can't recall now. I'm trying to think of what you had there. Hmm. Was it Halloween? No, it wasn't Halloween. Because I didn't watch Halloween until we did our uh, horror icons. Right. I didn't watch it all the way through. 
I had seen my couple clips here and there, but I had never watched it all the way through. Hmm. I cannot recall. It wasn't Critters, which is weird that it didn't make my top five. <laughs> the thing is number six for me still. Oh, you know what it was? Because I, I yeah. said mine. I said mine, and then you. I think you took Jaws. Was it Jaws? We'll actually have to go back to the original. Because my my top five, my top five, are Halloween, Trick or Treat, The Descent, Alien, Jaws. And I think the Alien thing, was on mine. I and think then the Alien thing, was also the on thing mine. is six. So. I'm going to have to rethink my list, though, because now I'm thinking I might have put the thing too high. I think I might just be riding the high of the thing. Yes. I'll have to rethink it. Riding high on the thing's thing. Because Event Horizon is really, really cool, too. Really, really good. I think it actually might be a little bit more solid of a movie. Event Horizon is very Lovecraftian, too, yeah. Very, very Lovecraftian. In fact, when I came across that phrase Lovecraftian cosmic horror, I was like, oh, yeah. And my immediate thought was Event Horizon. I was like, oh, If you're going on a cosmic horror kick, I I got some recommendations. Good, sir. Okay. Including including Nicolas Cage in Color Out of Space. Okay. All right. That. I'll do it. That's a cool fucking movie. That just came out this year. Oh yeah, yeah. You were uh, you were shitting your pants over it. Yeah, literally shitting your pants, not uh, figuratively, literally. but literally. Literally, I just finished cleaning the shit from Mandy, and then this came out, and then this fucking sprayed all over again. It's awful. Speaking of which, you should probably get that stuff checked out. I should. <laughs> well, that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. That yeah. is the thing about the thing. Thanks for joining us on another lovely Geek Pants Camcast. As always, I am Chris Mercier, and that is my partner in crime, the other part of the deadly duo, Kenneth Levitsky. He can do the rundown now, because I'm the birthday boy, and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, episode 102 of the Uh Geek Pants Camcast, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Geek Pants Media on all three of those. You can find us, if you like podcasts, on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can catch us right here on YouTube if you want to check out our handsome faces. And geekpantsmedia.com, where and we're... And our retreating hairlines. Shit. Yes, receding hairlines or flashy... I actually hairlines. said retreating. I didn't say receding. I said retreating. Oh, well, I was <laughs> well mine's fighting a losing battle. Mine is literally I like... The, I got the eating, and then you were like this. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just recede. Retreating. Mine hair. actually has is about to give up. If I do this, you don't think I have hair. <laughs> no, look at that. <laughs> Professor Xavier over there. <laughs> it's not a wig, I swear. Evil Peter Parker right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> All righty, buddy. Until next time. Until next time. Maybe this time it won't be two weeks in a, in uh, in advance, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, Geek Pantsers. See you later. <laughs>